the Toxic Avenger. He's a different kind of hero. Hello, Nicholas. Hello, Ashley. Um, I'm going to try something new. Okay. Hello, boils and ghouls of the pumpkin patch. Welcome to another episode of Copulators Die First. On that pumpkin patch. Oh, On that, that pumpkin, pumpkin patch. patch. Is, there um, a, is there a dance called the pumpkin patch? If Are you thinking about the cabbage patch? Yes. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe can there's we, a scene. Can we make a version of it called the, uh, the Pum- um, pumpkin patch? Yes. Yum. It'll it'll kind of be like the Charlie Brown, but you have to hold a pumpkin. Do the do the Charlie <laughs> Brown. Um so yeah. uh we just had a very long pre-production meeting. It was great. It was really really actually productive. It usually was. Our, usually our pre-production meetings are us shooting the shit so that way we're not boring you guys with our shit. Um, yes. but the shit to come is some good shit. There's just, like, so much coming soon. Yeah, um, we have a very good couple of months planned. Like, we actually planned... Yeah, we planned think, ahead. Like, I think we planned the next four, eight, twelve weeks that's of like recording. A lot. We, we, yeah, we plan the next 12 weeks of recording. That's that's like sincerely a lot for us because we never plan ahead. No, never that far ahead because um, you and I have a lot of shit going on at any given time. So for us to be able to sit down for an hour uh-huh. before we record yeah, and uh, really have an idea of what we're doing with ourselves, that feels good to me. And yeah, and like we were like, hey, we do now. That's weird, but uh, I don't get it. Yeah, um, I'm about to actually. I actually have a a tiny calendar that my sister in law got me, and it's really cute. Uh-huh. So I'm actually going to fill it in with all of the things that we discussed in the coming weeks. So many things are happening. So, uh, yeah, that's an understatement. Um, because now we have a officially named mascot. Uh, yeah, like what? We officially, in our in our excitement of giving him a name and a birth certificate, we also got his first baby pictures done, and they're in the form of stickers. They are. They're super cute. They're super, I guess in all reality, at the end of the day, they're like super gendered by accident because the background color of our logo is baby blue, but that's not that's that's that was not on purpose no it's just what went well with what he was wearing yeah so shut the hell up everyone and it's gonna change like for pride month oh we're we're gonna change it i already got i already got that shit unlocked you know i know i know we're just like smart how like we are so far ahead we're planning the things and it feels good as a generally disorganized person at any given time in my life. Yeah. This is like one slice of the cheesecake of my life that is like, it's coming to completion to where I feel okay. Yeah, I'm feeling okay about it. I mean. And and per our discussion during our meeting that we are both, um, we're not considered uh, whelmed yet, so... Yeah. Once we once we consider ourselves whelmed, we'll have to reevaluate some stuff. But yeah. um, our plates are full, and and bountiful. 
Yes, I am. I'm satiated with everything on my plate at the moment. Mm, I'm content. Yeah, um, you're content and satiated. So, yes, queen. Do you want to do you want to get to the task at hand? Um, I mean, yes, because um, we should, and therefore <laughs> we will. Um, how do we? How do we intro this? I mean, honestly, um, I'm going to intro it with my immigrant father always told me to never say no to a job. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's a good one. You know, like, honestly, what you could do is like insert Jake's intro here. Yep. That's what we're going to do right here. So right. thanks, Jake, for the intro. Okay. So now that you listen to said intro. It's 15 seconds. Let's give ourselves 15 seconds. That was five, but that's good enough. We'll figure it out. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, now that you've heard that intro, you're probably like, the fuck is happening? And um, what is happening is Jake from Slasher's podcast was like, I have this idea, um, and it's going to be called Toxic Avenger Pod Games, where a bunch of um, amateur horror podcasts come together and discuss, review, um, dissect the entire Toxic Avenger series. And Ashley and I, like, semi-jokingly were like, oh, man, we want to be involved in that. FOMO. Right, and whatever. And, like, I thought that, you know, there's four movies, that's the end of it, so, like, whatever, oh, well. And then Jake was like, it's okay. You guys can review the Toxic Crusaders. And I was like, what that? And <laughs> and then we discovered that <laughs> there was a very short-lived um, child's cartoon series in 1991 called Toxic Crusaders. And Jake was like, you can discuss that. So we were like, yeah, let's do it. And then as Ashley said, we were like, you know, never turn down a job when it's staring you in the face. Um, so we didn't. And so we're here now. <laughs> um, I'm not going to say I'm made of regret because I didn't hate it as much as you did. Uh-huh. Um, but that's because I'm just I'm just a slut for some cartoons, man. And they are available on YouTube. Yeah, and I mean, like, did I regret it fully? No, but I was also like, I understand why this only lasted for one season consisting of 13 episodes. And fun fact, only two of those episodes actually ever aired in the U.S., according to Wikipedia. Which is nuts, because it's super, like, it's super cool, like, the way it's drawn. Um, It's very much in the vein of what was to come around the same time, which was Captain Planet. And the yeah. planet tears. I, I um, think... some some of the same voice actors too. Yeah. Did 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 Captain Planet come out a little bit prior to this though? Because yes, Captain okay. Planet ran from 1990 to 1996. Okay. So so then whoever made this like really jumped on the fact that there was an environmentally conscious kids cartoon on the air, and they were like, "Let's make this Toxic Avengers, um, Toxic Avenger." cartoon happen and we'll call it the toxic crusaders like i just i have i don't have questions it's just more like i got your number and you're 
tuna fish stinks. Yeah. Not, like, real bad. Um, do you remember that uh, Channel G4? Um, kind of. It was like a it was like a nerd channel. It was the nerd channel before there was like a nerd channel. Okay. So they covered like a lot of like different pop culture things. They covered video games a lot. They had a lot of cool um like playthrough shows of like games that were happening. But they aired the first two episodes of Toxie and his Crusaders mm-hmm. in two thousand and nine. So, before then, it was kind of, like, in the vault, I guess. Like, you couldn't really find it. Yeah. But they had um, a lot of, like, different writers and stuff. And one of the first ones for the pilot was uh, Chuck Lorre. And and what else has Chuck Lorre done? Um, he has done Two and a Half Men, uh-huh. uh, Big Bang Theory. I can't remember what else he's done, but those are the two notable ones that I know of. Mm-hmm. But... Did you know this also takes place in Tromaville, New Jersey? Oh, oh, I do. It doesn't exist. It's not real. It it is not real, but um, I I was I was aware of that. Yeah, um, I'm a big fan of the uh, villain, Smogula. Yeah. Oh, he's from the planet Smogula. Whoops. Well, what's his name, Doctor? Kill me off. Kill him off. Kill him all. Dr. Kilimoff of the psycho wreaked ecological havoc and the help of Tromaville's corrupt mayor, Grody. Yeah, and the Radiation Rangers, you know. Right? Like, what a weird fucking cartoon. Yeah, and then, like, and then, yeah. So, the other thing that's, like, so, number one, back to Chuck Lore. Um, huh? How did what? he write this? Why? Why? I have no idea. So, there's that. And then also, um, like, if you read on in the descriptions of the episodes for the entire first season that happened, there's other crusaders that come along, like, much later on. And, like, most of the time, if you're assembling a team of any type of, you know, superheroes or whatever... Um, it all happens in the first episode, and then you move on from there. And the f- I only watched the first one, and then I watched, like, half of the second one. Because uh-huh. my wife came downstairs, and she's like, I don't know what you're watching, but I'm turning it off. And I was like, I'm not upset about it. Right. Um, but do you know who Toxie is uh, voiced by? No. My friend Danielle will get a real kick out of this. Toxie is voiced by Roger Bumpus. Who is the voice of Squidward Tentacles and Spongebob? Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So Melvin Junko mm-hmm. is the janitor. Um, at like, you know, like some gym, hanging out with some juice heads, and he is he is a squib, man. This kid is He's nerd the- alert. Well, right. So actually, you know, just like so here we are, right? We're like in this show, it's happening. There's, like, no lead-up to anything. It's, like, the show is happening. Like, we're in it. There's no introduction. And, like, maybe that's kind of a product of it being on YouTube or whatever. But I have a feeling it's not. I have a feeling that's exactly how it started when it was on television. I feel like someone just had this on, like, a VHS tape that they copied. And then they just uploaded it to YouTube. And um, so it's, like, oh, um... 
it's it's a it's a it's a, it's a little bit like the move it's like like the movies in the sense that there's Melvin and he's a janitor and he's a nerd and people pick on him and him becoming the toxic crusader is an accident yeah um, but then like everything else had to be like beefed up to be a kids cartoon and they tried so hard to make like a like a full team of bad guys that hopefully would be franchised into action figures um that they ended up doing such a poor job of it and like the one thing that like i it's like this whole show is almost too self-aware like a lot of the dialogue is the characters talking to the audience and they're ve- like it's like their internal uh, internal monologue like one of them i can't remember who it is maybe it's like headbanger mm-hmm. but he's like he's like i could have he was watching jeopardy he's like man i could have cleaned up if i wasn't like the bad guy right and like so there's him who's like way much like too like i'm the bad guy but like I'm making a conscious decision to be the bad guy, but I know I could not be the bad guy. So bar, 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 like, or whatever. So I don't think that's headbanger, but it doesn't really matter because they don't really ever tell you who anybody is other than Dr. Killmoff and Toxie and Mop. Who is his superpowered Mop that he named Mop? Oh, right. Yes, yes. His Mop is alive and basically his sidekick, you know? Yeah. Um, Um, Yeah. His girlfriend, his girlfriend's pretty cute. (laughs) Um, yeah, uh, she's like a hot mess, right? Yeah, um, she reminds me, are you like a Harry Potter fan at least, or read them, or know anything about them? Uh, yeah, I've seen all the movies and read all Okay, of them. so if like, Luna Lovegood was a cartoon, that would be her. But, okay, so definitely Luna Lovegood, but then like, add Cindy Lauper. And maybe that's why I loved her so much. Because those yeah. are like, two of my favorite women, at all, period. Because, like, she sounded like Cindy Lauper. She had the ADD energy level of Cindy Lauper, but she was Kukulala out there, like Luna Lovegood. Yeah, her name was Yvonne. And, like, she's playing the accordion. <laughs> yeah, she's a fucking nerd. And the girl that voiced her, she's from Cleveland. Oh, hi. Yeah, Catherine Ellen Suchi? Sauchi? No. Um, she did, she was also. Uh, a voice actor for Captain Planet, um, Lola Bunny and Space Jam, mm-hmm. uh, Dexter's Mom and Dexter's Laboratory, um, <laughs> Phil Lil and Betty DeVille in Rugrats. So she is a popular voice. Um, sounds like it. Yeah, big fan of her. Um, but yeah, Yvonne I think is my favorite character. I mean, who else do you really have to choose from? Um, that guy, it might be, what's his name? This one, it might be, uh, Headbanger. He's, like, the fusion of the, the, the surfer dude. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think he was, like, a doctor or something. Yeah. And they kind of, like, shared a body. Yeah, it was weird, though, because, like, they went into that machine. Yeah. Then they came out. And, like, the, the the doctor dude looked all, like, mutated and gross. But then, like, the, like, the, uh, like, muscle beach dude looked the same. Yeah, his name is Fender. Fender. Fender and Dr. Bender. So, they formed Headbanger. 
Headbanger. Yeah, see, like, I just didn't care enough to know any of this information. I'm just looking at Wikipedia right now. I mean, I know, but, like, don't, don't, don't let people <laughs> see behind the curtain that much. It's fine. No, no. I was just trying to be comprehensive because right. this, this drivel is not. And, like, the number of times that Toxie says, um, hideously deformed creature, superhuman size and strength, or, like, honestly the number of times that any person in the show says that hideously deformed creature of superhuman size and strength, that could have been a good um, drinking game just on the first episode because oh my God, it's like a third of the dialogue. Right. And then like, also I was looking at like the runtime. It was like 25 ish minutes. It right. felt, it felt like a full hour. It to felt me. like a very long episode. And I, I had thought that they had merged episodes one and two together for an extra long episode, like whoever uploaded it. Uh, like, whatever. Like, yeah, and I was like, that's fine. But no, it was one episode. Yeah, and like, so, yeah. So I, I, I just, I feel like they jumped into the origin story too quickly, which almost doesn't make sense because the first episode of any show should be the origin story of the characters, but there just wasn't enough foundation being built here. It was like, we're in this gross polluted planet town with these, like, what are they? Mechanical Android people or in, in New Jersey. Is that like, is that supposed to be like a snide against New Jersey that it's just like a dump? Well, so the original movie takes place in Tromaville, New Jersey. Right. So I think that they're trying to keep some of the semblance of this being something that came from this movie series. But at the same time, you're trying to create a child's cartoon from a movie that is very not a child child's movie. Like, it's it's very gross and um sardonic and um not it's not meant for children all around and they like took the basic premise of the whole storyline of the first movie and put it into the origin story of Toxie and the Toxic Crusaders but then at the same time, it was like, whoa, so much is happening right now. What is going on? And like, I don't know. It was just, it was very, it was rushed, but it was like, it didn't feel rushed because it felt very long, but it just felt rushed. And it was like, what is happening? And if you boil it down, all of those issues are the hallmarks of a poorly constructed program, if you will. I feel like they took um, creative liberty to kind of jump on the coattails of Captain Planet. Oh, but yeah. where But where Captain Planet succeeded, like getting my child ass up early before school to watch Captain Planet every morning, this show failed. Well, right, because like Captain Planet is about an ethereal being from who knows where empowering children with powers that they can use to better themselves and their world and solve very real world problems right and like and and so so in that sense it very much harkens back to like the power rangers where 
The kids have the power. The kids save the day. The kids are ultimately saving themselves. Whoa, mind blown, right? Right. Like they're but, developing friendships. Yes, they're... building friendships, helping others, building friendships through helping others, helping others and becoming friends with those people that you have helped. Like all the good life lessons. And then I don't know who was like, oh my God, Captain Planet is about saving the world and Toxic Avengers about saving the world. And like, who was like, because of all of these things, I think we should have a Toxic Avenger cartoon on television because it too is about saving the planet. But like, not so much. Yeah. As you said, Captain Planet deals with like real life situations. Like people are dumping chemicals into this lake. Ah. And like, not that the Toxic Crusaders wasn't dealing with like things that happen really like in the world, but it's in a fictitious town in New Jersey because Tromaville does not exist. Right. And then on top of that, it's set in this world where Tromaville is the last unpolluted town in the world, question mark. And yes, they're trying to pollute things, but it's like radioactive chemicals, um, aliens on the planet that are trying to purposefully poison the world so that it is suitable for their alien race to take over the earth and live there themselves while they don't care about the fact that by polluting the world to their liking, they're mutating the human race and all the animal life. So it's just like, it's a far stretch from Captain Planet. Right. Like Captain Planet... Captain Planet feels so wholesome to me because it was my childhood. I mean, and, like, I very much wanted to be a planeteer. <laughs> like, I thought that was, like, the coolest thing ever. Being a planeteer was, like, the TV equivalent equivalent of, like, the Scholastic Book Club at school. Like, <laughs> I love the Scholastic Book Club. See? I mean, it's it makes you feel good when you think about it. Toxie just reminds me of, like, their gross cousin that you have to hang out with at, like... Yeah, uh, like family reunions that you don't want to go to, but you're like, yeah, and like hind hoxie. Yeah, like even though he's an adult, he gets sat at the kids' table because no one wants to deal with him. Yeah, and I, Melvin Junko. I feel like a lot of Melvin Junko. I feel like Melvin Junko himself, as like a goofy cartoon, didn't get enough screen time as he should have because he was comedic looking. He was drawn comedically. And, and like, like, right. So, like, we get it. Like, he's the nerd. Like, ugh, no one likes him. Everyone wants to make fun of him. And that's but what he that, sounds like. Ugh. Yeah. And, like, I get that. And, again, all these things are pulled straight from the original Toxic Avenger movie. But it was like, it was like as if someone pressed fast forward on the movie just so you could get through it quick enough to get on to the next thing. But then the next thing was like it was not exciting, two and it was weird. Yeah, it was like oh well, because that's so so like that was the other thing, right? So like again, when you have the origin story episode, 
of a typical superhero 80s, 90s children's cartoon. You meet the characters. You don't get to know them like their entire freaking life story. You just get to know them in the moment and what happens to cause this thing to happen. And then as the series goes on, you figure out more things about their life. This was like lay his entire life story out on the table. Um, everything is conjecture. Like the vast majority of the dialogue is the characters explaining to the audience through what they're saying, what they're going to do or have done or will be doing. Yeah. It it leaves nothing to the imagination at all. It, yeah. It, it's like such, I don't know, fodder fuckery and tomfoolery. Like, I don't know. So like, yeah, the writing is not great. And uh, I mean, I know that two and a half men was on the air for a long time, but it shouldn't have been. No. Number one, it should not have been. And number two, like, I don't know. Like, uh, was um, this was this his learning lesson? It could have been. Who it knows? very much could have been the way that, um, you know, uh, what the fuck is his name? Uh, hold on. I got it. I get it. He, like, uh. This is the first guy that did the Avengers. Oh, girl, I don't know. Um, Avengers director. It's like the first Avengers. Oh, Joss Whedon. Duh. My brain wanted to say Will Wheaton, and I know that wasn't right. But Joss Whedon started out writing for Roseanne. Like, that was his first job. Oh. Like, when Roseanne was secretly was... racist and we didn't know it. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then he did Buffy. So, like, and then he did Avengers. So, like, this is basically, like, Chuck Lorre's, like, Roseanne age. Like, he's in his learning formative years of trying to figure out how to make this work. And, um, I mean, he didn't make it work. Endgame. <laughs> and mm-hmm. Avengers Endgame, you Chuck know. Lorre did not make Toxic Crusaders work. But, so, like, like here's the so, other Okay, yeah. So it's either that or he knew what he was doing. He pitched this idea and his idea was like, we're going to lean so far in to this show being self-aware and sardonic that it's going to be awesome and really funny for the adults, but then like also silly and stupid for the kids and everyone's going to love it on different levels and it's going to be great. Right. And like... Honestly, that's pretty forward thinking. I get that. But the hand which wrote this was so heavy that it crossed the line of this is like cool and creative and like fresh and new to what is happening I can't tell if they're trying too hard or not hard enough, but either way, I don't know what's going on right now. And that's really saying something when the vast majority of the dialogue is the characters explaining what's going on and what they're doing. Like there was never just like a conversation that happened. It was always like, we are going to do this thing to the nerd. 
I am going to do this thing to the nerd. I am explaining to the nerd that I am going to do this thing to him, but he does not know about it yet because he is dumb. It's you know? like it was like the voice actors were describing what the scene should look like for the animators. Right. Yes, exactly. And then so right. And then there's that whole sequence where Toxie has become Toxie. And yeah. he's, walking, he's walking down the street and his literal lines are I'm walking down the street. I'm walking down the street. And then he like has like his like something bad is happening nervous tingle and he's like oh no i'm getting this tingle I it's like his his toxic senses right and he's like i feel like something bad is going to happen and it is going to be in my near proximity uh oh i better figure out what bad thing is happening and then he's like look over there that's where the bad thing is happening i should go help because i am toxic yeah i just, just don't like, get it it was just a lot. It was so, it was so much. I mean, and like, knowing what it is, and going into it with no expectations other than Jake telling us, like, sorry, you have to watch this, but not I really. Mean, was it completely horrible? No. no. No, it was not unwatchable. It's a it's a good time yuck if you're feeling like you don't really need Uh, to invest any time into it i I mean honestly after the first episode i was like okay the next one's starting in five seconds because i'm watching this on youtube yeah and then they're like we need to find jobs and it was like what the fuck happened and then all these people come from and why are they all living together and like the other yeah so like that's the other thing like obviously the whole point of the origin story episode was to bring together the main characters get them in the place that is going to be their, like, you know, whatever, hometown, headquarters, whatever. And, like, that only happened 50%. And then the rest of that happened in between the time between the first episode and the second episode. So suddenly they have a fully built house in this uh, toxic waste dump. And somehow Yvonne is coming to visit them, but it doesn't affect her. And even though Toxie's mom was like, oh my God, you're gross. I can't look at you. Now she's suddenly visiting them every second, like a helicopter parent. Yeah. Um, And then that guy, that like guy that looked like a boulder literally got a job in a fucking China shop. And then he broke all the China. (laughs) A bull in a fucking China shop. Right. And then what did the sneezy guy do? He became like a performing mascot for that burger chain, which is the burger chain that also happens to be the burger chain, which Dr. Killamall and his goons were trying to, um, you know, uh, poison the food so that all the people got poisoned and turned old for some reason. Yeah. Um, And then like the whole time it's like, Hey, everybody, these are special purple potatoes. You should all eat the purple fries because they're purple and they're special. So now suddenly there's all these old people. Like, the other thing is, the bad guy has to have some semblance of actually being at least okay at being evil. Yeah. And Dr. Kilimov has none of that, has no idea what the hell he's doing, and none of the people that are supposed to be his henchmen respect him one iota. No, because the, like in the in the pilot, he's like fumbling with like the dash of like how to like watch, I guess, like a live screen or something. And the one guy was like, boop. 
There you right. go. So, like, no one takes this guy seriously. Um, therefore, the audience isn't going to take this guy seriously. So, like, is there really, you know, a conflict going on here? I don't, I, guess, I don't believe there is. I don't think there's, like, an organic, you know, right. conflict that occurs. That was the other issue for me. Like, the conflict wasn't properly set up because it became so sardonic and so comedic that, like, it no longer felt real, like, whatsoever. So, like, it just wasn't, it just wasn't really, it wasn't crafted very well. Um and then, like, Dr. Killamoff, at, like, towards the end of the first episode, takes off his helmet thing, which looks like it's his real head, because it looks like a person's real head. And then he's actually, like, a fly cockroach creature that has yeah. here to poison the whole world so that his race could take over this planet, which is also, like, the fuck? They also made a joke about him being a cockroach. Like, the one guy was like, oh, I wish I had known I was taking orders from a cockroach. You know right. what I mean? So, like, no one takes him seriously. That that a successful villain does not make. No. Uh, and then, like, every episode, like, obviously, when you're talking about a episodic cartoon, not every episode is going to, like, be completely in a chronological order or canon or whatever you want to say. Um, but like, there's something that ties them together a little bit, at least like, I'm just thinking back to like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like not every episode felt like it came one after another necessarily. Cause there wasn't like plot lines that were, you know, like stringing through all of them. But, like, you don't go from one episode being in the summer to one episode being in winter unless there was, like, you know, a fall or what, or, or a spring or, like, whatever fuck it's, uh, order the seasons come in. Or whatever. Yeah, the transitional um, seasons, you know there's, what I mean? There's, like, trans... Well, that's the thing. There's no transition. So, like, episode one is, like, this very rushed yet somehow very thorough yet somehow what the hell is going on origin story episode. And then the next episode, it's like, oh, we need to find jobs. And then it's like, whatever evil thing was going on in the first episode is completely no longer an issue. And now they're trying to poison the potato supply of a fast food chain. Yes. Um, and then it's like, why? And then like, if you go through the Wikipedia page and look at the 13 episodes which were written and I'm assuming created... Like, none of them have anything to do with each other. And almost up until the 12th episode, and remember, there's only 13 episodes, they're still meeting new mutants to join the Toxic Crusader game. Oh my god. Like, that is so much fucking buildup for something that didn't have the longevity. Right. So, like... I'm not saying if they had brought the whole team together all at once in the first one or two episodes that it would have changed anything, but you can't be creating major plot points throughout every single episode of the first season of a show that also have nothing to do with each other. Cause it's like, Oh, suddenly there's the snail guy. And then there's this other guy that can do this thing. And then there's a talking dog in this episode about how the girlfriend is having a concert and like, okay, that's cool. 
But then, like, there's another episode where the, like, head beetle roach dude comes from the planet that Dr. Killamall is from. Yeah. And fires him. <laughs> and replaces him with someone else. And the next episode, he's back. And it's like nothing ever happened. Which does seem a little bit classic 90s cartoon to me in one way or another. But, like, it's almost as if this creative crew was we're like what are all the successful things that a cartoon does that is successful right now and then they were like let's do the complete opposite of that absolutely 100% 150% so like, long story you- short like if you want to watch it like watch the first episode whatever First episode, I think, for a pilot, did a really good job. And it was, like, everything that happened after that, not so much. Right. And, like, it was it was palatable. Like, I was like, okay, fine. Whatever. Um, and ex- I especially enjoyed the fact that in the first episode, in the origin story of Toxie, like, there was a lot of tie-ins between Toxie, cartoon character, and Toxie slash Toxic Avenger from the first Toxic Avenger movie. You know, like the origin stories are rather similar in the sense that, like, he was in a tutu for some reason. It was um, a gag. It was them the being reasons, shitty. Yeah. And, like, the reasons are kind of different in the movie and the cartoon. But, like, either way, there was this group of, like, you know, bad teenagers. I'm pretty sure the guy's name was Bonehead. Like, that's how they uh, credited him in the cartoon. Well, you know, you know, like the, you know, like the, 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 the punk rock girl, she had the skull. Yeah. On. Like her name was like literally like Evelina or something. Yeah. Like, um, from Gem and the Holograms, like. Oh my God. I love Gem and the Holograms. I know. It's such an iconic show. Even though it was horrible. <laughs> it was not great. No, it was like if you gave Barbie a cartoon. <laughs> It, honestly, it was like if you gave a small gay boy a Barbie. And made a cartoon. And made a cartoon. Yeah. Like, Jim's not real. Jim. Yeah, no, Jim really literally isn't real. She's a hologram. Yeah, she's a hologram. Yeah, she's... Projected she's, onto a girl. Um, uh, She was the beta version of Hannah Montana. <laughs> yes. In, ca- in case someone needs um a bit of reference as to what the fuck we're talking about. So yeah, I don't was, I don't know what our age demographic is, but she was like Yeah, Gem and the Holograms was like if Google was beta testing Hannah Montana. Yeah. Yeah. I love that so much. Synergize. I literally love that so much. I mean, it's such a good show. Can we just do an episode for Pride Month where we just discuss Gem and the Holograms? Only if I can listen to the entire theme song. Hell yeah. Um Hell- Oh yeah, gem, gem is my gem name. Is, gem is, oh my god, but like, what is gem is? Ugh, gem they, is gem. Gem is a fucking earworm. Gem is not this. Yeah, no, but like in the theme song, they use a descriptive word for like good or awesome that is very specific, and it always makes me smile so much. Gem and the holograms. Um, theme song. Coming to you live from Google search. I want to know the lyrics. Gem. 
Gemma's outrageous. Truly, oh. truly, truly outrageous. And that's going to be stuck in your head for Gem- a fucking month. Music's contagious. Truly, yep. truly, truly outrageous. Gem is my name. No one else is the same. Gem is my name. <laughs> you're welcome. That's you're, that's quality you, content. You're welcome, everyone. And then we are that misfits. We are better. The misfits were like badass, man. The misfits are what I wanted to be. Like, honestly, looking back now, I've always really wanted Spice Girl dolls. I had almost all of them. I think I had all of them. Well, the concert editions or the original ones? Oh, the original ones. Yas, queen. I think they're still in my mom's attic. I'm not even going to lie. I think she still has them all. I mean, granted, they're not in the box because <laughs> I, I was I was a child and I wanted to play with stuff. Obviously, that, toys are meant to play with. I mean, I think that was like the only toy, like the only girl toy that I actually played with was the right. Spice Girls dolls. Because you felt empowered by playing with Oh them. my god, yes. Sp- uh, Posh Spice had like four different little black dresses and different shoes like they were all black like platform like sandals you know Uh uh-huh um but those were great baby spice had like um like those platform like bebop shoes those were cool Mm -hmm. but like oh man they were just so cool they were cool fucking dolls yeah but i used to (laughs) i used to take my sporty spice doll and put her in my gi joe clothes because that seemed appropriate i that's the most fantastic thing I've ever heard. Um, it just felt it felt right for me. That felt that feels right for me as well. Even though, surprise, apparently she's not a lesbian? Question mark. And That's we're not it. trying to force homosexuality no. onto anyone, but she was giving off some real heavy lesbian vibes in the nineties. That's why when we had our reveal, that yeah. uh, oh right, I we're, threw me for a fucking loop. Man. Like, how is Melstein not involved in this situation? Yeah, I don't know. But as someone who, like, doesn't, like, outwardly subscribe to, like, gender identity, I was like, I am going to put Sporty Spice in a G.I. Joe outfit, and that is that. And no one can tell me no. No And no one told you no, you know? I wish they had had the Spice Bus. Like, I wish they had made, like... my... You know? God. How much fucking money would they have made off of a Spice Bus toy? I would have given them so many dollars for a fucking Spice Bus. It would have been, like... I mean, realistically, I did put them in my Ninja Turtle pizza van because um, I didn't I didn't have a spice bus, but it felt the same. Thing. Next best thing, yeah. Yep, it seemed, um, it seemed right. But regardless, now what I'm trying to say is, I've always wanted the Spice Girl dolls, but I think that I would settle for Gem and the Holograms dolls. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, can we find those? I'm pretty sure that they're out there. You know, like, did they make those? Oh yeah, they did. Oh, of, cool. of them, of the misfits. Um, and uh, all that being said, this Toxic Avenger, Toxic Crusaders cartoon was not franchised and there was no merchandise because it did not last long enough. No, man, I want a stadium tour of my Spice Girl dolls with Gem and the Holograms. Oh my God. I, w- I want the stadium tour to be in my living room and I am almost 30. Um, another what? tangent. Do you remember Final Fantasy X-2? Yes, but I never played it. Okay, did you ever see the opening sequence, though? Yes, it gave me a lot of lesbian vibes. And it gave me a lot of Gem and the Hologram vibes as well. Yes. So many. Yeah. Tangential. Gem yeah. and the Holograms. Truly outrageous. Yeah. Truly, truly, truly outrageous. Oh, okay, man. anyway. Um, so, like, are we done here? That's it. We're done here. All right, so... In summation, Toxic Crusaders, 
Um, cartoon, not the greatest, not the worst. Can but we it, even uh, give it a score? It doesn't really fall no. into our wheelhouse of anything. We don't have to give it a score. I mean, it's not a movie. It's a television program. I don't know if I would even give it pumpkins to begin with because of that. But also, um, I feel like the best possible way that we could describe it is it was on for two episodes. There was never toys. And um, <laughs> it left me wanting Gem and the Hologram Barbies, you know? There were no toys, and that's where I'm going to leave it. Yeah, that's that's really... I mean, Virus got toys. Yeah, but that was, like, because it was on the fast track, and, like, you know, like, movie toys come out even sometimes before the movie comes out. Oh, and yeah. they put all of their stock in that thing, and I really don't know why. I don't know why either, but I probably, uh-huh. like, if they'd made them now... Like, I'm sure they could pull, like, some cool, like, Toxie and the Crusaders, like, pops. And I think that would be cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, definitely. I'm so actually surprised there's not a Toxic Avenger pop figure. To be I honest. mean, I know to some degree, like, you can make, like, customizable ones. And maybe there's a customizable version somewhere that someone made. Mm-hmm. But as far as That's- I know, I don't think there really is, like, an official licensed Toxie mm-hmm. and Friends. It seems like a lot of work, and therefore I will not do it. Um, it seems like a niche market as well. Right. And, like, obviously, um, well, this is the first time we're saying this on our podcast, but I'm sure one of the other podcasts that were involved in the Toxic Avenger pod games mentioned the fact that they are rebooting the movie series. Um and I'm sure. Okay, so I said movie series, and my phone thought I said, "Hey Siri." Yeah, I heard that, and I was like, "Um, is your house a ghost?" No, my <laughs> my phone is listening to me at all times, and um, that's, that's not a joke. But we'll talk about that another mm, time. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, that's that's that. Um. That's that. That's the most underwhelming episode I think we've ever had. I mean, I will I will say I appreciate the opportunity to be involved in the Toxic Avenger pod games. Apparently, um, Gus and Linus also agree with us on that. It's Gus. He says no more Toxie. Okay. Well, you know what? If Gus has had it up to here with this conversation, then we've really got to stop because Gus can talk for hours about the same thing. Oh, yeah. Gus is, um, he is a broken record about that ice machine. We've had that, we've had that ice machine since October. It goes off every 20 minutes with fresh, delicious, crisp ice. Uh Uh-huh. And he is still not a fan. He's just not over it yet. No. He's like, why did you bring this into my environment? Because I really want fresh ice. I get it. You know, <laughs> I have a bag of ice in my freezer right now, and I Do really you? enjoy a cold beverage. But after it's been in there for a while, it's not the same. It's not fresh. Right, bud. Right, bud? Fresh ice. Fresh ice. Hey, Gus, you want to sound off for this episode of Copulators Die First? Yeah, I wish he would. Right, that'd be cool. Sound off, boo. Sound off. All right, pumpkins. Keep on creeping on, and we'll see you next week. Well, we'll be back to program as usual with a movie and more tangential shite. And with that, we bid you adieu. Uh, Keep on creeping on, and bye. Bye.